Yo, 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 it is CJ the Day Slayer from the Upgrade America podcast, coming live, episode 92. Hope you have a very Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. Um, We're doing our $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. We should have a winner pretty much Tuesday night as this is dropping. Thanks for all your support. For supporting the podcast this year, as the year is coming to a close, we really appreciate you guys, our upgraders internationally and domestically. Um, we talk about the side effects of Corona. Again, we talk about people actually taking the vaccine. We talk about how safe it is, really. Canceling student debt for college and Thailand being open for tourists, among other things, like (laughs) a guy suing his parents to get compensated for his extensive porn collection. This is all on Upgrade America. Like, share, subscribe. Be blessed, enjoy the holiday season. We look forward to coming back next year with a whole new show. And continuing to upgrade, we'll see. Stay tuned. Peace. The levels are infinite. Beat the boss and beam up. You wanna go far? Let's go together. We need to team up. Don't mind me, cause I am just a dreamer. Oh, oh, oh. Well, who am I to judge? It's Christmas. But you already know, it is better to give and to have faith. If you ain't know, this ain't no children's show. Upgrade America Holiday Contest Edition. I'm Cameron Ra, former 2020 presidential candidate, as well as host and executive producer of Upgrade America. Got CJ the Day Slay over there. Pleased to be joining with you. Where you at right now, bro? I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana for work. So you know, my guy, he gets around. He gets around. We traveling. But we yeah. really want to let y'all know we're doing this contest, $50 Amazon gift card giveaway all you gotta do is suffer through our show i mean just watch our show entirely answer a few questions be the first to drop it in the comments on tuesday we drop it and boom just like that you get 50 dollars in your uh, right in your email spend it with my with my man jeff bezos you know what i mean at amazon awesome starting lineup we got today for y'all a lot of great things to talk about you know holiday spirit and and, and whatnot it's we got some good questions. Should we give them one question off the rip? Yeah, why not? Cool. So question number one for the Amazon $50 gift card giveaway. What president had their own recipe for eggnog? Let that marinate. Do your Google searches. Hit us on Tuesday. Get that money. So uh, let's let's move on with the, the starting lineup, man. What are we discussing today? Uh, well, we're doing the contest giveaway, as you guys know. Um, we have the vaccine debate, side effects, implementation. We're going to dive into this a little bit today. We got a couple articles dealing with different phases of that. Uh, we're going to talk about a COVID whistleblower, which people are whistleblowing some of these procedures and stuff with COVID vaccines. Uh, Biden to cancel student debt. Will he do it? You know, will he, won't he? That's supposed to be a happy holiday. package. I'm totally against that. Maybe it's some bias because I feel like you want to let free college to know. 
Well, yeah. if you want free college, you should join the military. Yeah. I'm just biased because I've been there and done that. But, <laughs> so we got, uh, what else is on here? Thailand open for tourists. Yeah, one of your favorites. Thailand, there's another issue with them or, or, or story like they have this law where you insult the king, you can go to jail for like 15 years. I saw that in the international news as well. Yeah. So what does uh, judge rule rules and law of porn? Is yeah. That right? <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's an adult show. You, you, you do it. Uh, right, Thank you for watching. Happy holidays. Appreciate it, Facebook. Um, let's see. Department of Energy hacked. That did happen. Yo, it was more than Department of Energy. It's like, yeah. I work with energy, and I do believe some of our systems got hacked too, in, in the private sector, but also in the, I think, in the Pentagon too. Uh, Salvation Army takes Bitcoin. Who you knows? already know it. Bitcoin hitting twenty four thousand dollars. I was trying to break it down to. My, my dear friend, soon be stepdaughter, possibly, but just breaking her down to economics on yo, on an asset that was once worth $400 is now worth 24000 And just trying to comprehend 5,000% growth because that's yeah. what Bitcoin received in the last five years. It's, it's mind blowing. But get some, it's not too late. Stash it up. Cash is going to fail. Um, and then you got unemployment and politics. We ran across some stats that were very alarming um, and interesting. So we'll discuss those as well. And then I think you had one other thing. Did you want to touch on that? Like um, as an opinion question? Which one are you referring to? Uh, employers, how and CEOs feel about mandatory vaccines for employees. Oh, yeah. So um, we kind of this we can. Yeah, we can brush on that. And I kind of okay. want to talk about Tom Cruise too. He had a little okay. bit of meltdown. Yeah, I heard about uh, that. You know, you, you gotta take everything with a grain of salt and be objective. But we got a really great show, as we mentioned. Got some incentives for you guys for, for watching it entirely. And you know, let's let's roll into it. So, first subject is what? How safe is? How safe yeah. is it? Are you referring to the to the vaccine? Yes, sir. Okay, well, bring up this article right here. Okay, okay, yeah, yes, I've seen this one. This is with the video. I'm glad we're doing this first. I can just slide this in when we're doing the editing. So I'm okay. looking at video. It's a, it looks like a health person, health age person. She's on live. Nurse in Tennessee passes out on live TV after taking COVID vaccine and answering questions about how safe it is. So I'm watching that. She holding <laughs> her head, you know, she's like, oh, feeling awful. And then boom, she drops like a drops like a rock but this is after taking the covid vaccine which is 95 percent effective hate to be that five percent or is it the other way around <laughs> something like that i think so like it's five percent effective and 95 percent of y'all are screwed but <laughs> i don't know man i'm all about that uh exercise sunlight because that's another study that's coming out that even dr fauci validated that vitamin d is critical and is a, is a critical asset you know towards uh you're boosting your immune system and fighting this virus and what yeah, kind of right. sucks is we're stuck indoors stay at home stay at home stay at home and it's like the sun gives you that free source of vitamin d and you know just get out stroll around outside for a little bit and you could save your life 
Yeah, I think you said, I think you got to do like 20 minutes, just like 20 minutes or something like that. You charge it in the front. Yeah. So we, we did the question with it before, and I suppose you, we, we just said how safe it is. I'm going to show the clip on it, but it's like, you want to segue into that whole CEOs, 72% of CEOs are yeah, saying they want to force their employees to get the vaccine. And the notion is CYA, a.k.a. cover your arse if you're in the UK. Ass in America, we say. But like <laughs> liability purposes. So they want you to come in and take the vaccine if you're going to work so you can't sue them. So my, my, my rebuttal is, could I sign a waiver where I can sue you for anything because I don't want to take this vaccine? You think that would be a possibility? Because again, the whole notion of we're going to force you to take this experimental vaccine so you don't sue. It's like, I didn't sue you for the flu. I didn't sue you for Ebola. Like, why is this um, this, this COVID? It's, it's how did it come to this? And I don't know. That's a good point. Like, um, I could see that man that's very slippery legally in ways i mean if you're private i could see you kind of like all right you're private but if you're like publicly traded or something like that i think it becomes a little different because now why is that i don't i mean you know everything's about the shareholders mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to think so let me throw something at you okay yeah, publicly traded Let's just say you have a car plant or something like that. And your assembly line is shut down because pe mad people are getting COVID. How would you re respond to it? And in this scenario, robots are not an option. Uh, well, you obviously do the temperature screening, mask, all that good stuff. I would offer the option if you would like to say get the vaccine that we would pay you more or something like that and give you mm. cushion give you cushion for uh in case it has any side effects or something like that pay more i don't think our shareholders are going to like that idea like that notion i mean granted it's liability purposes but i mean that's what you got insurance insurance and shit for anyway hmm and remember, we discussed this too. You have business interruption insurance as well. Mm -hmm. So that is a thing for acts of God or I think government restricting things like mandatory, like quarantine and all this kind of stuff. So I would think that would fall in line with that kind of thing as well. So you, it you might kind of benefit. Change? Say again? You don't think they got hit hard from COVID? What insurance companies? From that particular insurance. I'm, I'm wondering on that one. I'm curious. Let me see. But um, I don't know. Tell me your thoughts. What would you do as the CEO? Um, I always want to give people the option. I don't want to force anything on anybody. I'm me. I'm, I'm a techie. You know, uh -huh. so I don't want to say any business I'm in. I want to have my employees have the, the opportunity to work remotely. But um, in the IT world, it's very few. You you rarely require the, that many boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. I, CEO, 
I'm going with the um man, because then I I'm going with the option to sign the waiver. Right? Because you can't sue us. But at the same time, I and then I'm gonna sound like a jerk. But I would maybe slide in some clause where you can't take long-term disability because you turn down the, the vaccine. Like if you get COVID, you signed a waiver, you got COVID on the job or what have you, but you can't go on long-term on long-term um, disability leave for that because you turn, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would that be unfair? Because I'm personally, I'm not for the vaccine, so I would be, I would feel like a real jerk saying that. Yeah. But business is business, you know. Like it's one thing for your person, and I would feel like a hypocrite as well. But at the same time, this, this is, this is business. Yeah. So, do you think that is uh, irrational or it's, it's not fair? I, these, I are, like... these are real decisions that are gonna be made. Yeah. Are, are, are being being made now? Like, what do you think? I think as long as you give people an option and you're transparent, mm -hmm. I think it's always the best way to go, in my opinion. Now, as far as your terms or whatever, that's always debatable or subjective. But as long as you give people the option, I feel like they're good. You're not just ramming something down their throats. You're not being deceptive. You're not being manipulative, you know, stuff like that. Um, options are good. Not. Now, I think Tom Cruise's uh, his so-called meltdown was because he had some social distance violations on the set of his okay. Impossible movie, and then he went off. Like, yo, he's like, I'm the one who's responsible. You know, like, it all falls down on me. He's like, he's on the phone with the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. all you know, it's, um, I get there's a lot of stress, you know, that comes with it. Uh, with making movies particularly in these times of COVID like there's been a lot of restrictions placed on Hollywood and California and, and I get uh, you know Tom's feeling a little bit of that pressure but it's circling back to what we were discussing CEOs are going to have to make uh, a lot of tough decisions regarding yeah. vaccine and uh, you know on its mandate we discussed on the episodes before like yo that's the government doesn't have to do it the corporations will but like yeah. even when you're filling out with um you know among my peers no one wants that vaccine so what is that going to result i don't know how this is what is going to result in it's really strange times you know what's also interesting is i've been talking to people in the medical field and their <laughs> responses are pretty much just like ours they've been like not taking that shit. Like they were like, uh-uh. I, uh, I saw one of my former roommates. Uh, she's in the medical career field, mm -hmm. and like I, I don't remember if it was a video or a picture she posted of her taking the vaccine. And I was just like, wow. And it's very brave, particularly because I mean, with us, it was like, yo, we literally had guns to our heads in the military mm -hmm. to take vaccines. But like as a civilian of your own volition and it's experimental this messenger rna thing mm -hmm. um, a, a good analogy i work in it right i work with code and all that things 
I would not trust code that was developed in a year, <laughs> let alone a, let alone something I'm gonna put into my body. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't trust that because we we write code. We write code has tons of bugs, tons of defects. Every time you get an update on your phone, it's because they're fixing bugs in the code that they put into production, security vulnerabilities, things like that. So you're telling me that they can't write code with ones and zeros, but yo, they can whip this vaccine out like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah. To those in the med career field that have to do it, I mean, it is what it is. It's, uh, it's, 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 there's a level of ownership in, in, uh, of employees in, in every career field. So. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because that's a very hard situation to be in, like, that's your job to help heal people. And now you have to almost, it sounds like it's optional right now, but you have to like take that to be able to help people. But it's something you don't necessarily agree with right now. Like that ethics quandary you're in, like, ah, I do want to protect myself and my patients, but at the same time, I'm not really trusting this vaccine yet. Like I know how medical stuff works, you have very intimate knowledge. Yes, indeed. How it works. So that conflict has got to be crazy. Like I talked to a, a cool lady. Um, I, I forgot what she does, but something in medicine as well. And she was like, she's not against the vaccine, but she did say she has definitely concerns. And she also pointed out during one of those um, public people taking the vaccine, how they broke down how it was fake it was probably like saline or water or something based and, on their yo, intimate knowledge of how syringes work and how you administer vaccines and stuff and i was like whoa like she just broke like, down everything you called that yeah like when obama saying yo yeah i'm gonna take the vaccine on live television when you got mike pence saying i'm gonna come on on tv and take it online come on and it's like it's even that is a, is a great risk, you know. Uh, these people who are in leadership positions and it's like, yo, <laughs> it ain't hard to tell. But yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, I tell you what, we, we're like 18 minutes in. Let's take a quick question break. Okay. And it's, um, so we already did. Did I do the first one with the where is the largest Christmas tree in the world? No, you did. Uh, which pregnant? president has its own eggnog oh, okay okay yeah so the first well second question where's the largest christmas tree in the world feel free to google drop your comments in um on tuesday when their podcast drops and when you the first to get all four questions in the comments then boom you got 50 dollar amazon gift certificate your christmas is going to be much more merrier hey Boom, uh-huh. back to our regularly scheduled program. What's so, up next one is? I was only gonna bring up real quick about the business interruption insurance because you asked a very compelling question. Okay. Um some insurers are winning the most, but not all. COVID nineteen business interruption lawsuits. So there's been a bunch of lawsuits. This article is dated back last month, but um I'll just read a couple of paragraphs. I don't want to go too deep in the weeds. In a multi-billion dollar fight over insurance coverage for pandemic-related business losses, a Florida gynecologist succeeded 
where more than a dozen professional baseball teams and an iconic Hollywood restaurant failed. Since COVID-19 sparked a government ordered shutdowns in March, judges have dismissed more than four times as many business interruption lawsuits as they've allowed to proceed. According to the preliminary analysis by the University of Pennsylvania Law School, but some plaintiffs are finding weak spots in the industry's legal defenses. So hold on, let me ask a quick question. Okay. So you're saying you have to go to court to get these claims, or you're saying that the insurance companies are not able to pay these, so people are going to court? I think, I think not not saying they're not able to pay it they don't want to pay it they don't want ways not to pay it so people have been having to go to court to get it get paid got it got it and so they're finding loopholes within it cool cool okay real quick to another thing um big losses industry executives say pandemic related losses may be their biggest ever and business interruption claims will likely be a part of that even though many insurers added virus waivers to their policies over the past decades following the SARS Mm. outbreak in 2003. So that's where that... So then there was foreshadowing for that, like, oh, this could probably happen again. But how bad was that in... uh, How bad was the shutdown in 2000? Was there a shutdown, like a global shutdown for that? I don't think so, but just the outbreak of it, I think maybe in... The ideal spark here. Excuse me. But I get how someone in that industry could could put that clause in after seeing that occur. Okay, so yeah, wow, that that's pretty jacked up though. That's why you get insurance for times like this. So mm-hmm. this came from the Insurance Journal online. So I don't know how credible they are. They seem pretty credible. Um, but yeah, we just want to throw that out there because we've brought up business interruption insurance before on the show. So just well, a little G whiz stuff. I kind of it makes sense totally makes sense it, it, that it's being utilized like way more in, in these times where the government shut down like everything yeah uh what do you want to talk about biden canceling student debt jump into that real quick go ahead man i'm gonna i'm just gonna rant like join okay. little- <laughs> go ahead i, I want to hear your your thoughts on that i got a feeling we're gonna be going back and forth about this one um Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get to the the meat of it. Well, this came from Al Jazeera English. I pulled a couple articles just to get some outside perspective on how people look at things, report the news. Will Biden cancel 1.7 trillion in U.S. student loan debt? A Corona relief package froze student loan debt payments and interest until January 31st. But what happens after that? So, let me get to the meat of this. The passage of the $2.2 trillion Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act in April temporarily froze federal student loan payments and interest accrual as a measure that has been since extended by the Trump administration through January 31st, 2021. Um, They said they didn't really um, hook up private student loans okay weren't suspended or anything like that they'll they'll still eventually come due um let's see what else what else what else so biden in the prospect he could take an executive action on the issue says he would try to cancel federal student debt 
Um, what would be the purpose of that? Your oh, opinion? so they would cancel up to $50,000 in federal student debt for individual borrowers. Okay. And their thought process behind it is it would free up and boost the economy by people being able to purchase cars, homes, like all this thing, like another way of stimulating the economy that we have been, I guess, suffering through, been slowing. My pushback. My pushback. Okay. If you invested in a college education mm-hmm. and you did not get a return on investment, meaning you didn't land a job that's paying then it failed you. It's worth nothing. It's, it's that the whole system needs to, it needs to crumble. Like th- there you have it in, in black and white. The education system took mm-hmm. $1.7 trillion from the American people and provided you nothing. Just a leg up to be a barista at Starbucks or, or what have you. And it's $1.7 trillion. It shouldn't fall on the American people shouldn't fall on the american government like colleges have failed they've failed us so it's like no i don't want to pay i don't want to bail you out i really don't it's just like you got your degree in in, in gender and, and women's studies and now you can't you didn't think you're gonna make six figures you're not making six figures it's too bad your basket weaving uh degree is you're not making six figures that's too bad like if you want free education join the military and that's that's all i have to say on that because i will rant all day um i I would agree with your first part i get exactly where you're coming from because we've been talking about this we've been bringing this up the failure of education Mm -hmm. um and it's that time like we got these big beautiful world-class institutions yet now corona has exposed them uh, we can do all this shit online. We don't really need to go here unless you're yeah. going for medical stuff or engineering or something to that effect. And even that can be in smaller locations, incubators with more intimate class settings, etc. So, bro, I just signed up for school. I'm starting in January. Uh-huh. Love the 9/11 uh, GI Bill, but like, yo, there is no face-to-face classes in New York. So it's like. <laughs> it's online <laughs> like remember how we we would take online classes and then we it would be like blended now it's like even your face-to-face classes are online wow and like the same price so it's like education has ripped off the american people and has failed us so it's like if you want some executive action point your guns point your executive power at the at the educational institutions adjust some prices um Let's yeah. talk about some rebates, things of that nature. But um, this thing is, it's like, cool, you got bailed out. What happens to the school? They keep get, they get to play the same game. They get to keep doing the same hustle they've been doing since like, I don't know, let's call it the 1900s, just, just for poops and giggles, even though institutions have been around far longer than that. But they yeah. still play the, play that same game. Cause then what, we gotta do another bailout like 30 years later? For the other yeah. people who got hustled and scammed, you want free college, join the military, or do or some sort of government service. But it's yeah, that you bring up that we would do in our administration. True indeed. The avenues of serving your country, and it doesn't always have to be the military. You can serve in different ways, life force, uh, maybe the CAA. You can do a program with CAA that. Advocate agency. I want to say one more thing though. 
about yeah you're talking about stimulus and everything and granted the educational institutions they have ripped people off but they're still businesses so what happens they get stiffed who's are we just paying them or is, is the money going back to pay them is it one point another hey one point trillion from the american people here harvard here columbia here uh devry here all ye universities drink drink up the american people's hard taxpaying dollars for, you know for, for student loan forgiveness how does that work i don't know i know the one part of this article i'll read this real quick um this guy cody Hunanian, program director for the student debt crisis and nonprofit pushing for the loan reform he said okay. now is the time for big bold solution to student debt he said we believe student debt cancellation can provide econ an economic stimulus to create a more racially equitable playing field and can clean the slate for future reform so that's what he believed in him and his organization um <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, some, it's um go ahead 1.2 trillion still ain't got no reparations and among various other ways how you know upgrade america administration would, would spend 1.7 trillion again it's just like That money can be spent better ways, personally. Yeah. Um, so yeah let's, kinda... let's hear one of your questions. Oh, yeah. So everybody is... listen up. We got another, uh, how you say, contest question. I say again, contest question. Stand by. CJ the day slate. Bring All it right. to me. So my contest question is, this Christmas movie has been played more than any other. What Christmas movie is this? Google, do all that. Reply on YouTube in the comments on Tuesday. That's when we drop it. Bang, boom. There we go. And back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, as far as the education thing, I'm very torn on it because I could see, I could see the relief it could provide. Mm -hmm. I can think, I can think of me personally, like. If I got that white clean, my credit goes damn near perfect. Mm. Now I can go get a home. Now I could say go invest in other things. I could maybe start a business more. I would be more apt to start a business knowing well, that. Here's the thing. As you are a military veteran, mm. I believe for military veterans, yeah, absolutely. Mm. That should be uh, it. Should be white clean, like. Um, but what's the argument that people say, well, I'm in healthcare, shouldn't my student loans be wiped clean? I'm more essential right now. So like, while the healthcare career field does, may take a limb on your health and maybe sanity, the loss of, yeah, sure, loss of life is a risk, but not to the degree of military service. Uh, I get it, but I would, argue to say they're right there first responders are yeah, kind of right, again, right yeah now. I, and i get it first responders cool but are you swearing an oath to your nation to protect the constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic not real so no. like i i guess i like you guys i really do maybe even love you but okay i would make an exception 
Okay. Law enforcement. First responders. Health career. And critical health career. Not like plastic surgeons. We're not wiping your... Yeah, I got you. Period, but people who are really critical. Then yes. Let's wipe that student. Okay. Um, I, I think that's military a- service, sure. I'm all for that. But if okay. you're just like... Yo, again, I'm going to use the basket weaving because somebody did it. Somebody went out and got a degree in basket weaving or something worthless like that. And they're like, they're getting, they're reaping the benefits of that bailout. But the same notion is we should be pushing. And I we wrote this and I wrote this in the Upgrade America book. We should be pushing people to strive for degrees that have value in society. And those are the ones that should be sponsored fully. Like, yo, you want to be a freaking heart surgeon? We need to find a way for everyone who wants to be a heart surgeon to go to school for free because we need these people and other critical, very critical assets to, to society. We need as many as, as we can to beef up the health, the life force, as proposed in the Upgrade America policy for the future handbook. But we need to find a way to get as many first responders as we can. If that means wiping out debt, if that means paying for school, so be it. But again, basket weaving, gender studies, like, we'll play somewhere. Okay. Um, yeah, I can kind of, I can, I can agree with that. Like, it's not too much you said that I disagree with. I just wanted to make that caveat to that because I'm like, Absolutely. you know, we're in a different space now, like where there is a critical demand for healthcare workers, especially like nurses, et cetera. So, um, all right, student loans. So we'll see how that plays out. We, I mean, we're going to see how it is. And I can yeah. complain all I want, but it is um, this uh, the, the next administration is leaning towards socialism. So that's what it is. <sighs> yeah. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the judge ruling in law of porn. So let's see what we yeah, talk about. Like me on this. this I got this from porn. the BBC. Ha 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 Pun intended. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> it's, it's an adult show. Yeah, you know. U.S. judge says parents owe son over trash porn collection. A U.S. judge in Michigan has ruled that a 42-year-old man can seek compensation from his parents for destroying his pornography collection. <laughs> I think I heard about that. It was like... It's thousands of dollars worth of Yeah, David Workin, who's living with his parents following a divorce, sued over the items which he claims were worth more than $25,000 or 18,500 pounds since it's out of the BBC. Um, His parents argued that they told him not to bring the items home. (laughs) I'm sorry, this shit is too funny. (laughs) So... Um, he had left his extensive and irreplaceable collection of magazines and films at his parents' house when initially moving out and later discovered they were missing. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Wow. So it was... The items included 12 full boxes of pornography plus two boxes of sex toys. And over 1,600 DVDs and tapes. Damn, he had it old school, too. Tapes. So it's not a collection. That's a freaking library. Yeah, that is a small library. 
I mean, shame on the parents. They could have made a small fortune just selling that stuff, but like. So, following the verdict, an attorney for the parents said she was working up to determine the damages and hired an expert from the Erotic Heritage Museum in Nevada to help with this process. Wow. The workers must outline the damages to the court by mid-February. <laughs> this is awesome. What was the rule on that? You said the law. They ruled in his favor, so they're trying to figure out the damages, actually. Wow. Yeah. He has receipts. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, they ruled. It looks like they ruled in his favor. That's interesting. So this is out of the BBC news. <laughs> out of the UK. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. You know, property is property regardless. That's true. It is. It's huh. legal porn. So it's like, you know, it, it is, um, it's, it's his, it's his property, but, um, because my understanding, he was staying at his parents' home, that's their property. So if they have their own, um, I don't want to say code of conduct, but like, they're like, there's no porn in this house. It's almost offensive that the judge would rule on that, like like it's my home and then let's just say my son is is he has this extensive porn collection and see it's rotten his brain he got cum stains all over his pants like yeah like get this stuff get this stuff out of here and if i if i were to get rid of it from my home i would be held liable that's um i don't know <laughs> 2020, very interesting times. <laughs> Mood porn, so it seems. What were you thought? It's just funny, bro. <laughs> I can't. I can see it is. It is hilarious to think about. It's just like someone is really going to court for this. Lawyers yeah. are really dedicating like 40 hours a week processing this case. Like, like there's more. How much was a DVD way? Hmm, it could have been a thousand. I don't know, but. And then he's still staying there? Like, how's that working? Like, <laughs> my mom. Pass me, hey, mom, can you pass the salt? She, like, dumps it on his food and stuff. <laughs> that's, it's just wild. Like, I couldn't sue my mom for, no, yeah, that's weird. It's just you weird. Know, you your family, period. And then, while living with them, it's yeah, very strange, uh, strange thing. But yeah. we've, we've seen it all this year. We have. Um, Make zombies and all that. Right? Uh, so let's talk about the Department of Energy getting hacked. This is also okay. from the BBC. Yeah, so this was wild too. So I, I did some light research on it. One of my colleagues at work was saying that some of the systems got hit. Uh -huh. There's a there's nuclear power plants, work with nuclear power plants and things of that nature. And he's saying these systems got hit. My understanding is Pompeo was saying it was Russia and Trump was downplaying it like, it's oh, not Russia. It couldn't be Russia. But yeah. What do you think? It's hard to tell, bro. We've not been making friends over these last four years. I can tell you this. So it can come from any actors, to be honest, at this point. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. And then with this I, pandemic, I, you know, I, people I, are pissed I, off. 
How, how would the cyber force help? That's a good question. Um, because well, I'm trying to think as a technical, I'm like, what would an army of coders and techies do in this type of situation? I don't know. I mean, obviously, you there's a lot of automation, you know, but yeah. I suppose the more the merrier. I'm looking at it like, like I always preach this, like humanitarian, like being mm-hmm. diplomatic, being friends with your global partners. Really, that's one of the biggest keys to all this is like having that campaign of global pro- progress and mutualism to help each one succeed. The yeah, is, go ahead. I like what you're saying where you're going with this. But we have to remember, the world is getting smaller. The United Nations is becoming closer together. And it's really, with the exception of, like, Russia and China and North Korea, like, I think people are playing nicely. The threat is that smaller actors, not state-sponsored, have the capability to uh, conduct a large variety of, of different attacks. And I think those are the ones who are going to be more of a problem than nation states. So, okay. So going to that, and this goes back to our terrorism conversation we had a couple episodes ago. Why are they doing this? What are their motivations? What are their grievances? Now, I know there are some people just spun up where they get off on this. Mm-hmm. But I would say, I would venture to say most of these people are like, yo, I'm tired of the system fucking me or some shit. So, so I'm going to read the, the article real quick and okay. then just getting that more information may help me try to see what the motive was by understanding the target. So saying the U.S. Energy Department is the latest agency to confirm it has been breached in what is being described as the worst ever hack on U.S. government. The department is responsible for managing U.S. nuclear weapons, but said the arsenal security has not been compromised. Thank heavens. Tech giant Microsoft also said on Thursday that they had found malicious software in their systems. Many suspect the Russian government is responsible. It has denied, though, of course you're going to not deny their any role. The U.S. Treasury and Commerce, uh, Commerce Departments are among the other targets of sophisticated, months-long breach, which was first acknowledged by officials on Sunday. So solar winds, why sunburst, matters more government agencies hacked state-sponsored hack hit cybersecurity firm tech tent hacking in the heart of u.s government so um okay let's go back to your question mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't so much to attack uh-huh. but as to test the vulnerabilities or to publicly uh show the vulnerabilities because yeah. while they got into critical systems and maybe it's for um, best practice not to announce if anything was damaged stolen or compromised mm-hmm. but um what damage have you heard any damages being reported i'm gonna scroll later on but i could right now from what i'm seeing it's it just seems like it was a show of vulnerabilities to show yeah. like hey like we are america is vulnerable if other people were so inclined they could hit us yeah uh what's up um i don't want to butcher your name 
Kazmika, was it K Ema? Tamar? What's up, girl? Um, on IG. So did you realize we have a cyber security infrastructure agency? CISA. CISA sounds familiar. Yeah. My uncle used to work for DISA. And I forget what that stands for, but I do recall hearing uh, um, they said the hack started in 2020. They said those responsible demonstrated patience, operational security. <laughs> that just sounds so funny at this moment. Uh, complex tradecraft. Okay, so, so my uncle used to work at Defense Information Systems Agency, GISA. So you're okay. saying. You're saying they hit what aircraft? Say again? You said what aircraft? Reconnaissance No, aircraft? no, they said complex tradecraft, meaning they're like very professional. They know what they're doing. The hackers? Yeah. Interesting. Um, They said, as far as damages, um, we'll do that among, I'm trying to see. Doesn't really say. They said it will. I didn't see that yet. They said it could take years to fully comprehend one of the biggest ever cyber attacks, but it doesn't really say what damages it caused. Because when you think of of cyber attacks, like one of the worst case scenarios you're saying is one, taking control of nuclear power plants and having them uh, sticking around with the dials to where it may cause a meltdown or, or some sort of radiation leak. But yeah. two, uh, messing around with the trains and those signals where essentially they have red lights, green lights, something like that. Messing around with those who cause great harm, messing around with power grids, things of that nature. And these are things that can be done remotely by hackers. And as there is no mention of, of, of such a thing, I don't want to say maybe it's okay, but the biggest concern is the nukes were not tempered. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I think for the most part, that's why they, not to reveal too much, or I mean, people could probably can Google this stuff, but um, that's why they keep the protocols, how they keep nuclear stuff anyway, is because of tech. So they have to use different measures to insulate themselves from that. That's what I will say. Um, All right, let's talk about this the stat I really brought up. Where are we at time-wise? Um, I think it's time for another question. So All we right. are 45 minutes in. You said 45? Yeah. Alright, cool. So, the fourth and final question of the Christmas holiday giveaway by Upgrade America Yay. is the capital... What is the capital of Christmas Island? It is very interesting so y'all check that out drop the answers on youtube in the comments on tuesday never even heard of christmas say again so i never even heard of christmas island either i was like i have to look this one up myself yeah um all right so i want to talk about unemployment and politics real quick okay just a little article or tweet i got from twitter hopefully it pops up um I don't know how credible they are, I'll be honest with that. But they did bring up something interesting. They said it's called Shadowlands One, a Twitter handle on Twitter. Okay. During the Great Depression, 15 million Americans were unemployed. 
July 2020, 51 million Americans were unemployed. November 2020, 25 million uh, Americans are still unemployed. States are still closed 50% and you do nothing but help the elite. So this person was tagging like Senate Democrats and, and the GOP and all that. They were this tagging This is on them. Twitter, right? Yeah, this is off for Twitter. Yes, I saw this one too. And it's like, those metrics are pretty staggering. Mm -hmm. And what's more uncanny is like, wasn't it the same timeline in the 1920s? Great Depression, so more or was less. Thirties, I think it was thirties. Was it thirties, mid twenties, Roaring. They called it the Roaring Twenties, mm -hmm. but it was really only like the elites that were really having a good time. The rest of the people were. Uh, it was pretty messed up. But let's get a timeline on the Great Depression. Great. Yeah, I want to say it's like the nineteen twenty something through thirty something, right before the Second World War. So the Great Depression that took place mostly during the thirties. Okay. The timing of the Great Depression varied across the world in most countries. It started, okay, so it didn't start until 1929. Okay. Until the late 30s. So yeah. this is very, this is interesting. So they're saying this is like something, it lasted more than five years. Wow. So, like, we're looking at this little COVID, shut down the whole economy, and we're hoping and praying and waiting on stimulus checks and whatnot that you know it's just everything's gonna bounce back to normal when uncle biden takes office if he takes to office but yeah. like i don't think that's the case historically yeah um i think it'll take all of next year and then we'll be good honestly but what would turn it around well the vaccine hate it or love it is gonna help facilitate a speedy mm -hmm. recovery oh okay well let's throw that monkey wrench in here okay uh, new news that i just got like today hold on real quick what's okay. up uh what's up monte shout out i'm in your city nap town what's up you ain't tell me nothing nowhere to go nothing like that you slack <laughs> but, all right back to what you're gonna say yeah hold on uk lockdown new virus Okay. I'm understanding there's a new version of COVID. Da, 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 da. Okay, what is this? Okay. Da, da, da. All these pop ups, man. I'm gonna fix. I know, right? So, UK imposes harsher lockdown on London, citing new version of virus. So, this is just one from Boss Globe, whatever. But there's you're you're gonna see a lot more of this. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like New York Times. They're gonna say they're saying the same thing. So Boris Johnson tightens UK lockdown, citing fast spreading version of virus. So there's something the the variant is up to seventy percent more transmittable than earlier versions. Yeah. Officials said. So there's your monkey room. I told you that before. There's a doctor that I'm following on Instagram, and she's like, oh yeah, like vaccines vaccines yeah and i'm like so what about mutations like how are the how is the vaccine is going to work against a, a mutation mutated version of, of the virus which is inexorable because viruses while everything evolves everything changes viruses change at a rapid speed and yeah. very accelerated growth 
And so, um, yeah, this is, this is, I don't know, man. You saying everything is uh, back to normal? No. Back to normal. Maybe. Maybe. normal. You said a new normal. Yeah. I think, I think this will be the new normal, but I think there's going to be more and more constraints. Right now, the populace among the right and, you know, uh, some independents is that the coronavirus is not deadly enough. It is not strong enough to warrant these conditions uh, of lockdown. But, like, again, if you see this mutated strain that's supposed to be 70% more transferable. And then, you know, if it's strong and on steroids, now it's probably more lethal too. But we'll see how that works. Again, the same notion that is, is this Moderna vaccine, is this Pfizer vaccine that came out to combat the initial COVID virus. Is it going to hold up against these new mutated bugs? Yeah. What do you think? Based on my early hearings of both, uh, I guess, vaccines or whatever, it's not supposed to necessarily, it's, it's just like to work like any other vaccine, just give you some defense versus what we're dealing with right now. And then as far as mutations, I guess you can kind of compare it to, from what I understand, the flu shot is a little different each year because yeah. it changes. So I'm thinking they're on the mindset of that. Like, all right, we got the initial then, we, we got the initial joint out now, mm -hmm. but we're going to keep refining it every year because we know it's not going to stay the same. But the thing is, and if you're following the rules, you're going through the trials, tests and stuff like that, by the time you get it to production, it's obsolete. By the time you roll it out, the virus is already mutated. But I push back in the sense that as rapidly as this was created, mm -hmm. it's as rapid as they can keep updating as well. If mm. they got this vaccine this quick, well, updates should be just as quick, just like a system update. So you just hit the nail on the head. Now, this COVID vaccine is a two-series It's a two series vaccination. Jones, what up? It's Jones from uh, from from Osan. Yeah. Yo, what's goody? Defenders. Hey. Like, it's going to be a subscription, man. It's, um, it's going to be a subscription. It's like, okay, yeah, you got this. Pay X amount of dollars a month, and you, you're just going to keep getting shots. But Yo, that's kind of wild that you mentioned that subscriptions to shots. That's wild. Everything's subscription-based while he bullshit. It no, it's reoccurring payments. It's brilliant. Wow, that's wild. All right. So no, we'll talk... Go ahead. No, I'm just saying we'll see how, how, how it turns out. But the notion of fast-producing, rapidly-producing vaccines is it only means that, yo, we can make more of these things and just keep selling and giving them to people. But I don't know. It's uh, interesting times we're in. Um, Salvation Army now accepts Bitcoin. Shit. Again, it's so what's great about Bitcoin is when institutions like Amazon accepts Bitcoin, Victoria's Secret was accepting Bitcoin and a lot of other uh, big players were accepting Bitcoin. It validates it more. So when soon as the, the American government is like, yo, the dollar failed, we need something to do business with. Yo, Bitcoin, you seem to be the best player in the game. We're going to adopt it like China did. China didn't adopt Bitcoin. They made their own cryptocurrency. Yes. 
we talked about that. Other countries are starting to do that because also they're tired you can't of inflict them. You can, it, it's, it hedges against hyperinflation. And another thing about Bitcoin that I love is the more turbulent, the more these politicians talk about, yo, let's make the dollar worthless by giving trillions of it away. It hurts the dollar, which strengthens Bitcoin. When I tell you a couple months ago, $9,000 for one. Now it's 24. I was breaking it down 5,000% growth in four years. 100% growth is typically when you're when you're getting a return on investment, you want to double up. You want to double your money. And that's hard because Uncle Sam wants a piece of like, give me that, give me, give me that. He was trying to take a piece. So trying to double your money is hard. But like when you're talking about 5,000% growth, that's madness. It really is. But yo, crypto for life, Bitcoin enthusiasts, ETC, Ethereum Classic all day that's the new world money right there like all this paper is gonna be worthless like even the stocks can can dip pretty hard mm -hmm. i believe in crypto all the way but don't get me started I'm yes. <laughs> we're here to end of our our scheduled program all right what else we got left uh talk about a little bit of tourism some good news for you travel uh fiends like ourselves uh thailand opens for tourists right on i went to thailand in the um in the swine flu great oh, okay. um i'll read it real quick thailand relaxes travel curves for tourists from more than 50 countries government announces new policy in a bid to boost the country's pandemic hit tourism industry so their requirements pretty much is Tourists from countries including Australia, France, the U.S. can travel without visas, but we need a certificate to show that they were free of COVID 72 hours before travel and a reservation yeah. at quarantine hotel. So those are like some of the... What is that? Huh? Is that, what's a quarantine hotel? I don't know. I guess they would have to have those measures in place. So, so would you travel during these times? Uh, I kind of would rather wait. Yo, a colleague was mine. She was telling me, like, you can get business class, like, overseas for like less than five hundred bucks now. Business class is like kind of like first class. Yeah, I'm no, that's like ten Gs for business yeah. class. So in the in the military, like, when I was flying stateside, oh, they would always bump me up to first class free mimosas, all that, you know? I was, I was like, cool, I was enjoying those little perks. Going overseas, I'm like, yo. <laughs> up the first class, they're like, <laughs> they're like, yo, that's a $5,000 ticket. Like, nah, sit your butt back in coach. Like, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So, but I mean, trial airfare is cheap though now. Yeah, but, sure. Um, I am feeling compelled, but my passport is expired. So you get around uh, yeah, get Maybe I'll get on it cheap airfare um where would you go quick. uh real quick what's up rye what's going on shout what's out up? to you jones representing um appreciate it uh i'm torn because i do want to go to thailand so it's like because that's on my list yo they let you take pictures with tigers out there man <laughs> put them in the headlock oh i love the kitty 
but it's kind of my my friends who are animal enthusiasts they they frown on it because they dope up the tigers and i guess they like whip them when they're like all aggressive and stuff but thailand was a cool experience yeah home of the mai tai i would go to um i'd probably go to india yeah i love indian food i want to see the maldives so that's the reason i didn't get to go i didn't operate out there so it's like what do you think was closer, Europe or uh, Europe or Korea? As far as what? To India. Ooh, ooh, India would be kind of right between them, right? Yeah, yeah, because I was I didn't get to go because it was just like you I know around eight. Let's at the world now. Yeah, uh, real quick, Ross said, "Would you be forced to quarantine if you were to go?" So, yeah, they they said you're. You're gonna be stuck there for like 14 days at least, I think. See, and that's what I'm saying. But who vacations for like more than 14 days? I wouldn't even be there for more than five. Yeah, I mean, unless you have the funds to do so. I mean, even though Thailand is cheap, but still, like, getting that time off the regular average American <laughs> can't do that. Yo, bro, I'm looking at the map and I see why these Europeans went the other way around the world. They're like, nah. We ain't going that way. We're going to go see if we can find a shortcut to India. Because that's my understanding. The whole discovery of the, the new world was for spices. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, looking at the map, yeah, it's... Flying is a different picture. Sailing, maybe Korea would have been closer, but not much. Okay, hold on. Let me see. All right. Right ass. Let's see. Visitors would be required to undergo a mandatory two-week hotel quarantine. Mm. Yeah, again, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Who has, unless you're like one of the Europeans and they got like 30 days of vacation, like every okay. year. It's more to it. Visitors okay. would then be subject to a two-week quarantine period after arriving, adding that normal 30-day visa would be extended to 45 days while in quarantine arrivals would have to undergo three covid 19 tests from the Whoa. two required previously adding that more testing would potentially lead to shorter quarantine times in the future so, so let me they, ask you, is this only for people who are getting visas we wouldn't need a visa necessarily That's what I'm saying, i just pulled up like yeah. china i needed a visa just to visit so like thailand you just pull up now and they're saying like the people who are having 30 day 30 day visas or something like that i could see that procedure for them but for yeah. me if i'm just visiting that's not going to work that wouldn't yeah, work so it just depends on what country you're coming from because they said only 56 countries mm. kind of get like these privileges of just popping up in there um so there you go so yeah right you said it could probably work from a hotel quarantine hotel yeah you could if you got remote work and stuff like that so a fun fact about thailand they are one of the last monarchies in the world oh okay queen. that's dope and if you insult the king you can get like a 15 year uh, prison sentence even if you're a kid but i heard that happen to a 16 year old and like he's going to trial for that curious what the outcome would be so something interesting about Sweden, real quick, because I know we're running up on time here. Uh, COVID-19 pandemic, Sweden reverses face mask guidelines for public transport. So public transport, 
I'm assuming you didn't have to wear mm -hmm. face masks before. Now you do. They're they're um, implementing that. But they were one of the only few countries that never imposed a full lockdown. Hmm. So that was interesting. Again, we're we're talking about a, a nation who's the size of like what a little smaller than New Jersey. Probably maybe? something like that. Um, yeah, Sweden has that. Yeah, Sweden has had 360,000 cases and only 8,000 deaths. So that brings up an interesting thing considering they were never fully on lockdown as far as their numbers from cases to deaths. I think that's fascinating as well. I think so as well, but at the same time, what I think is we have to take into consideration is everyone recording COVID deaths the way the United States does. Like... It's, it almost seems like you can get shot in the head in America and you're like, he died of COVID-19 just to boost those metrics. So, I don't know. Uh, what's up, Monte? All right, you ain't been here in 10 years. I got you. I'll figure it out, though. You know, I travel, so. Because I told I was getting on him about not giving you no heads up where to go. Yeah. In, in Indianapolis. So, um, that also came from the BBC. Um, so, uh, I think that's all we got, man. Really, anything else we wanted to talk about? Oh, Trump, right? Last little bit of Trump news. Yeah, it's that, that uh, what? It's like his martial law. His yeah. side talking about martial law. Let's just Google that real quick so I can see what pops up. Okay, so I just typed in Trump martial law on the Bing. So. Does, pre uh, what the does President Trump have the power to declare martial law? So calls for martial, this is another one, military times. Calls for martial law and U.S. military oversight. So this is December 3rd. It's a little too old for me. Let's get one. Yeah, there's, there's, it's all old news. Okay. But at the same time, we can speculate until the cows come home. All right. We just got to see what's going down on December 21st. Well, one thing I did see very I'm interesting- I'm 21st, uh, January 6th, well, go ahead. Okay, one thing I saw that was interesting, they were talking about Trump going back to reality TV, actually, after his presidency. I've, I've seen that swirling around, so he's kind of- Yeah, I could see him doing that. He got the whole yeah. family, the, the new uh, Kardashian type family mm -hmm. going on. I could totally see his kids going running in uh, 2024. I could see him running in 2024. Yeah, and like we said, him running as an independent would <laughs> would rock the system. And that's what I, I in, I'm not saying vote for him because I'm running in 2024 myself, but like yeah. I would like to see him do that as an independent. Carte blanche, like while he was Trump, you know, he still did him, he still did him but he kind of had the dance between the lines of the Republican Party. But mm -hmm. I think it would be a totally different show if you've seen him independent. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You need a campaign manager? I'll think about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, again, this is, our this is our episode before Christmas, for the holidays, you know? Yeah. Like, even if it's not your religion, I'm not going to go into the pagan roots of Christianity. We like, did that last year. Yeah, we did that last year. We ruined Christmas for everyone last year, the year before. But, like, this year, just 
find a, a, a purpose for it for yourself. Spend some time with some loved ones. And if you can't because of COVID, you know, you, you can't be physical, call people, you know, FaceTime and, and reach out on, on this one uh, special day, you know. But uh, one more thing I wanted to say before closing remarks. Tomorrow, if you have a time, if you have a chance, go outside, look into the sky. You're going to see Jupiter and Saturn. They're going to converge and they're going to look like one giant star. What's cool about this is this has not been observed for over 800 years. Wow. Another fact is that the people of people believe that this is this is the same star that was observed over jesus's manger like i'll give you a brief history on the, the christmas story uh-huh give you a brief uh, christmas story before we wrap this up long story short wise men were out they were drawn to a star to an astrological body they're like yo what is this we have never seen this ain't no star we watch stars all the time like what is that so they mm-hmm. followed Evidently, the star was hovering over a manger, and that's where Jesus was born. But legend says it was, or you could maybe even do the math. Legend says that it was like this significant um, two planets coming together that that this happened underneath that time. But anyways, I would really want to see this because I intend to see this as it only happens every 800 years. So mm-hmm. Saturn and, and, uh, and Jupiter come together on the 21st and it also marks the winter solstice first day of winter but um again be nice to each other do some phone calls and you know spread that christmas cheer and ladies again it is better to give than to receive <laughs> Here's my final thoughts take it away cj yeah I'm, I'm along the lines of you just enjoy your holidays enjoy your people uh friends family those friends who you created to be your family let's talk about that like you are able to choose your friends as an adult so they can become your family like i have perfect examples of that my man cam right here you already know bro see what's love word up uh love you too man um but yeah just enjoy each other take it for what it is we're trying to just ride this bitch out we almost done it's almost it's almost done with like just take one day to to love one another and you know just be cheerful that's what at the end of the day find your own purpose for christmas what have you so we appreciate everyone again drop some uh some comments on tuesday and get that money you know and have a wonderful holiday christmas wherever you are again peace stay blessed catch you on the next episode all right later facebook peace facebook later ig all right ig peace